Savage CBD strives to help people by offering top quality, lab tested, natural CBD at affordable pricing. And it really is affordable. Whether you're new to CBD or have been using it for years, you can always count on all natural, hemp derived CBD with the purest ingredients. Savage CBD carefully tests each batch to ensure quality, consistency, taste, and authenticity. They pride themselves on their transparency and believe that you should know exactly what goes into your favorite CBD products. With Savage CBD, you can choose from a range of premium CBD lotions, creams, tinctures, gummies, and so much more. When you look at their website, there are thousands of happy customers who've reported incredible results after using CBD to supplement their daily routine. Overall, Savage CBD's goal is to create the products that empower you to maintain your balanced lifestyle. Whether you need some extra shut-eye at night or you need to find some more calm throughout your day, you can count on Savage CBD to help you reach that goal. And guys, just for listening to this podcast, you can save 20% on your first purchase of CBD when you use our code BRAD20. So go ahead, my friends, start your CBD journey with Savage, and they'll be there to support you with every step of the way. Simply visit SavageCBD.com to redeem 20% off your first purchase of CBD by using code BRAD20 and see why thousands of people are using CBD. Now, Kelly, I've been a CBD user for a little while. I use it when I'm out on the disc golf course. It helps me relax. It's great with muscle aches and pains, and it's really kind of replaced ibuprofen for me. So uh, anybody that's listening to this, guys, check out Savage CBD. We thank them for being a supporter of the Noel Family Foundation, the Bradley's House podcast, and we hope you'll support them as well. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Paul from Slightly Stupid. It's great to be here. Psyched to talk about Reggae Rise Up Las Vegas. And you're listening to Bradley's House Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Come on in and make yourself at home as you should when you're a guest in Bradley's house. I am your co-host, Jared Orr. She is the executive director of the Knoll Family Foundation and our host, Ms. Kelly Knoll. Kelly, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm so excited. We had such a phenomenal weekend at Reggae Rise Up and I'm so excited to share that with everybody. Oh my God, Las Vegas. I miss it. I've just been... I've been walking around singing Viva Las Vegas for the last <laughs> few days. Um, now, you know, you got to leave Las Vegas and you drove back to Southern California. Uh, I went to Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Anna went to Saskatoon. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got my heat on right now. I turned my heat on today. Do you so. now? Because I turned yeah, my air conditioning on today. Sorry. Yeah, shit. Shit's about to start getting real uh, in in Buffalo, uh, but we will. Uh, we're going to talk all about uh, Reggae Rise Up in Las Vegas and all the great people that we've met. And when we said we were going to talk a little bit about it, Kelly, it only made sense um, for us to speak to some of the people that um, everybody was there to see. So. Yes. 
um, we have a uh, an amazing uh, guest that's going to come on and chat a little bit. Uh, they headlined Saturday night at Reggae Rise Up, uh, a band that's used to being out there and touring, haven't been able to do it as much because of the time. So uh, you could tell they really enjoyed themselves and the crowd really enjoyed themselves. It was amazing. Um, so joining us right now to talk a little bit with us is Slightly Stupid Keyboard Player, Paul Wilsoncraft. Paul, thank you so much for joining us, man. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, Las Vegas, um, like I said, I know that you guys, Slightly Stupid is known for being a band that's out. You guys are some working motherfuckers, right? <laughs> that's right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you guys, you guys have been on... Yeah, right. you guys been on the road for years, and COVID kind of shut that down. Now I know you guys did Red Rocks, uh, you did Petco Park, um, yeah. and Vegas uh, Reggae Rise Up. How cool was it to be back in that festival atmosphere? Ah, uh, it was just like being back in the saddle. It was awesome. I mean, and that's one of the big festivals that we do with the Reggae Rise Ups. They're just. It's all our buddies. We love everyone there. We love all the music. It's it's really a great day for us when we're there. Did it feel different this time after having been away from festivals for a while? Did the crowd feel different, more excited? I think that, you know, I, I would say, yeah. I mean, on our end, we're completely more excited because <laughs> you're not, you know, not touring in two years. Oh. Uh, every day you do is kind of special. And sure. we've been super lucky on our ends that the gigs we even though we don't have any gigs the gigs we do have have all been like phenomenal i've loved them all and reggae rise up was one of them also you know awesome as you guys are preparing for reggae rise up obviously it, it was a packed it was a packed lineup both days yeah um and saturday was day one now the first thing that i got to tell you guys all right is um you you got the job done, okay? Because on Saturday, the crowd busted in there the second those <laughs> gates opened. It was like they opened the floodgates, right? Sunday, yeah. I don't think anybody got there until like three o'clock. Um, you know, I'm not surprised with Vegas. You know, it's a crazy it's a crazy ride. Just even going out there for a weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys set the tone Saturday night. Sunday morning, <laughs> the crowd was dragging ass. Boy, um, you could tell yeah. it was a it was a stupid night. Now, as you guys are going on your headlining, and I know, like you said, they're all your friends, right? But it's it's still it's the music business, right? And you know that everybody put a show on. As yeah. you guys are getting as you guys are getting prepared. Who decides what the set list is going to be? Who decides what you guys are going to play? Well, I mean, ultimately it comes down to Miles and Kyle will, will be the ultimate set list because they're the ones who are singing the songs and, uh, you know, they're the ones leading the show. We all get some sort of say during the rehearsals and we work it out there. But come, day, come the game time, you know, at the show, you never really know what the set is really going to be. Even though you rehearsed something, you may not be playing it there. <laughs> um so i would say i would say miles and kyle make the set list pretty much every gig before the gig happens now i'll tell you a story i was uh i was back <laughs> uh, i was backstage with miles right before you guys went on and uh -huh. um not not because i'm cool but because i was with jaime <laughs> and when you're with jaime you can go <laughs> wherever you want right so um i i was i was kind of jaime's plus one and uh <laughs> 
<laughs> and, uh, and there was actually a guy back there who looked at Miles and goes, uh, hey, man, where are you from? And uh, Miles, <laughs> right. Miles says, uh, San Diego. And the guy goes, oh, right on, man. Uh, what, do you, what do you do? <laughs> and Miles says, um, I, I, sing, I sing songs. <laughs> the guy goes, oh, really, man? What do you, what do you sing? Miles goes, I sing everything. And I said, sweet. So you guys are getting ready for sweet honey tonight then, right? And Miles looked at me and said, that's not fucking happening. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm not sure the, what the deal is there, but I have been in the band for this my, uh, probably 13 years. And wow. that song has never come up once. <laughs> no, no. And it's, like, if it has, Miles, it's like, nah, no, 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 no. It's not, I don't <laughs> We had Miles on the podcast and I, I asked about it and he basically said next question in the nicest of ways. So oh. uh, it's, it's, it's not, you know, I'm fine with not hearing it, but I just think it's so funny that it has become such a thing in the community of people wanting to hear that. But you guys did do some, some awesome songs. Um, I always love hearing Miles on Franklin's Tower. Now, when Miles was on the podcast, I asked him, so I'm going to ask you, what do you think Roll Away the Do means? Jesus. You know, it's so funny because when we were playing that song, I remember looking up the words and into those Grateful Dead meanings. I, I can't even remember what it is. Yeah, I don't know uh, either. It's just, it's one of those things. Like, it's one of their most popular songs. No, it doesn't. And I don't know I, what it I means. I do remember. I remember it means something. I just can't, I just can't put my finger on what it was. I remember we all going through all the lyrics one time. I'm thinking, right, wow, so anybody, the, lyric, the lyrics kind of heavy. Yeah. Anybody who's listening, go ahead and drop your comments below. Let me know what the fuck roll away the do means. <laughs> um, if you do know, because it's, uh, I've always loved Franklin's Tower and I, I loved your guys' take on it. So, um, Kelly asked a little bit about the audience. I will tell you the audience was hot on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. um, and I now I've seen you guys in pretty much all forms. I saw you guys in a smaller indoor facility in Portland, Oregon. Um, mm -hmm. I saw you guys in an outdoor, just a, a regular show um, in, right outside of Buffalo, New York and Lewiston at Art Park. Um, and now I've seen you guys at a, at a huge festival in a gigantic setting. And the energy never seems to change from you guys. Um, it, it always seems like you guys are just going all out and, and leaving it all out there. But how much are you feeding off of this gigantic outdoor audience? It's Las Vegas. The lights are shining. I mean, it, do, do you get a little more up for this one? Oh, uh, yeah, to say the least. I mean, I grew up before Slightly Stupid, and I grew up playing like a million shows to 20, 30 people. And even if 20 or 30 people have got the energy to, to get it up for you and like clap for you and cheer for you. You, you do play better. There's just, there's no way around it. You want to, you want to play better for them and, and mm. multiply that by a thousand of a reggae rise up. It's so funny because like before we even started, people are already clapping and cheering, <laughs> you know, it's good. You, know, <laughs> you already <laughs> feel welcome. Ride. <laughs> yeah. You're already like a one, you know, Yeah. You, you get up there and all you have to do is do okay. And they'll love you. Nice. <laughs> Makes your job a little easier. Well, you know, that many people all screaming at the same time does give you a lot of confidence and a lot of energy. And that's, that's true for any band up there feeding off the energy of a crowd. It, I'm it just, sure. it's like anything favorite... else. We got people cheering. Sorry, go ahead. Do you have, I was going to say, do you have a favorite song to play? Um, there's a, there's a few of my favorites. I mean, I love, 
uh, there's a song we don't do a, a ton called Pond the Horizon that Kyle mm-hmm. sings that I just love that song. Something about it, that, that the lyrics and the sound of it that I just dig when we're playing. I, I, I actually like most of the tunes we play. So, or there, there are very few ones that I don't. Oh, oh do you? <laughs> well, yeah, I do. Uh, but there's, as far as favorites go, that one, Top of the World, I love playing that one because we don't do it a, a ton. There are some songs that are staples that, are, that you always play and some that only come along every once in a while. For me, the ones right. that only come along every once in a while are always kind of special. Sure. Yeah, I every set. I mean, I don't know. I think I might have seen like you know uh, most of the most of the catalog at this point um, because you guys do keep it. You're switching it up so much, and right now with not playing a ton of shows, I mean, stupid heads. You guys have a, a pretty crazy following, you know. So mm-hmm. a lot of the people that were in Las Vegas, you know, were at Red Rocks. You know, were at Petco Park. So right, right. you gotta you gotta switch it up a little bit. Now, let me ask you, did you uh you live on the East Coast, right? I do. I live just outside of Boston. Wicked smart. So uh, <laughs> right. now uh so you came in from the East Coast. You weren't already there now. Did you get a chance to get in and catch any of the shows earlier in the day? Uh I did. I was there. I pretty much heard, if I didn't see them, I heard most people. Like, I, I think Kyle Smith was on first, and I could hear him from the bus. And he's he's a butt of mine. I liked, I liked hearing him. I yeah. uh, And, of course, right before we went on, I think the Common Kings were playing on the other stage, and they're always yeah. a class act. You know? Yeah, and they, God went, they went hard. Well, yeah, they are good. I haven't really seen them live that much. We've been supposed to tour with them for the last two years in a row, and it never happens. And I've only seen them a few times, but like a Red Rocks, they put on a great show. Really good singer, man. Those guys are those guys are talented. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, the the whole day was stacked, and um, I remember watching the crowd as uh, Common Kings were, you know, really getting into it. And I was like, man, they are. Um, they're you know they're the headliner of this stage. They're the last yeah. band to go on on this stage, and mm-hmm. they are they're fucking going for it. Stupid's got yeah. their work cut out for them. And then you guys came out and blew the roof off the joint. It was outrageous. So, um, <laughs> well, uh, we don't really when you're up there. I mean, you don't feel like it's competition. Like you have to keep up with whoever else was on before you. You got your own show, and hopefully everything goes great. And it's it actually gives you a lot of uh, energy to watch other bands up there doing it before you play. It sort of gets you, gets the juices flowing, gets you in the mood to play. Uh, right, no. I'm all, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. I was going to say, just say, I'm always rooting for, for whoever's up there playing. Yeah, yeah. Now, so we're talking a little bit about song selection. I know you said it basically comes down to Kyle and, and Miles, ultimately. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when you guys are playing... Uh, a, a reggae rise up you know that you're playing to a a big audience um who's fans of a lot of different bands so you kind of want to really give out the the show is there is there more pressure to play the hit because i noticed you got officer in there early yeah um, you guys did 2 a.m mm-hmm. um you know you did a lot of the a, a lot of the really strong hits is that yeah and when I saw you guys in Portland, you played a lot more of the stuff that you guys wanted to play, uh, mm-hmm. a lot more, a lot more uh, of the punky 
um, little, right. little, little tougher stuff. Does that mm-hmm. come into play when you're, when you're doing the song uh, selection? I think it does because when you're playing to a crowd that large, you, you definitely want to play some of the songs that you know, they want to hear, you know, officer being one closer to the sun or, or whatever is, whether it's wise man, you, you do want to play some of the, some of the ringers that, you know, people are going to love. Uh, yeah. At the smaller shows, of course, you can do whatever you want, and uh, it doesn't matter. You can mess up. You can do this. You can do that. But at the bigger shows, you, we tend definitely tend to have some of the ringers and then other special stuff, including special guests, rolled in to make it a whole show, you know. Now, after the show, did you head right back home, or did you and the boys get to enjoy Las Vegas at all? Because... Um, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you, I couldn't. Kelly was not interested. She was a no go. Um, she, or, you know what? Ordinarily, I mean, in usual times, I would go out and party and hang out, and see everybody, and shake every hand and do whatever. Uh, this particular time, I was just, I didn't, I didn't go out. It was all, I felt like it was all too much for me. Like you, you land in Vegas, and it's like. It's like the disco lights come on, the music starts, and everybody yeah. goes, party till we die, <laughs> you know. And, like, and I mean, everybody's full streets of people like mm-hmm. jumping up and down and cheering. So this time around, I just more kept to myself after the show. I'm a little, little wary these days. Um, that's just the way it's going for now. But you know, ordinarily, I do like to get out and see everybody afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Vegas. It's exactly right. The lights start going, and there's there's people everywhere. Oh man, girls are wearing feathers. There's feathers on them. <laughs> it's um, crazy. It's a crazy place, man. I mean, it's it's on you, especially when you first get off the plane. Like I got off the plane on Friday night and just walked to our hotel, and it was just like there were bands on the street, people dancing, cheering, and drinking, and I was just, oh my god, we're in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> there's no hiding. <laughs> Yeah, this is going down, right? Like, they're, oh, they're, it's, yeah, it's, it didn't, it's it didn't go down. It didn't go down for you, did it, Kelly? It did not. No, I I was there to work. I did my work, and I and I relaxed, and it was it was perfect. It was just a lot. I mean, being back in that whole environment after you know COVID, keeping everybody apart for so long. Yeah, um, yeah, it was it was a lot, but it was a great weekend. Yeah, it's a big switch from like yeah. not going out and not playing. So all of a sudden, everybody's there and everybody's yeah. out and about and partying or doing whatever. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was, was great to be back, but just, you know, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> Saturday morning, my Saturday morning started like this, Paul. I, I get up <laughs> and I'm excited. We're going to go out there. We've got the booth set up. We've got a great placement for the booth. And uh, mm-hmm. we're going to spread the word about Bradley's house. And I'm going to see all these amazing musicians. And I haven't been to a concert in so long. And um, Anna and I are standing there. We walk out. And I look over. And I, I shit you not, there is uh, Chucky. He's, um, <laughs> it's Chucky. So it is a... Chucky sized individual, um, wearing a Chucky mask and I, we make eye contact. So I'm now making eye contact with, with Chucky. It is, uh, it's 1030. <laughs> it's 1030 in the morning. I know I've got a long day ahead of me and it's, yeah. it's 1030 and I make eye contact with Chucky and he gives me the finger. 
Chucky gives me the finger, right? Nice. He knew it was going to be a good day. Yeah, so I'm like, dude, fuck me. No, fuck you, right? So I give him the (laughs) finger back, right? So then Chucky kind of like air jerks off on me. And then I'm like, and I'm like, what? This is how my, this is, this is Vegas. Here it is. The (laughs) festival hasn't even started yet. And I, I just got air jerked off on by Chucky at 1030 in the morning. So um, I knew, I knew what the day was going to be like before you guys even got on the stage. Um, But I thought it was, uh, yeah, I, I thought that you guys absolutely rocked it. And, uh, oh, and it's, thanks. and it's, it's Vegas, right? Like, what else can you say? I tell that story on the podcast. People are going to listen to this and they're like, wow, that's crazy. But the people from Vegas are going to be like, Man, yeah, that guy. Yeah, this is a normal Sunday. <laughs> yeah. he, he did the same to me the week before. Yep. 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 Got it from that guy. Yeah. So, uh, because, because that is, that is just Vegas. Um, so yeah, it they was got, absolutely they got amazing. It all, man. Absolutely. They got, they got all the, <laughs> All the crazies are there. It's you know what it reminded me of a little bit is actually when we go down and play in New Orleans on Mardi Gras, and like mm. it's just one of those situations where everybody's raring to go, and like the party's got to go to a hundred. No, no one wants to miss out on what's happening. I got that same vibe in Vegas, a little slightly different, you know, yeah. with gambling and all, but the partying thing is kind of similar to me. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was great, and you guys absolutely. Uh, absolutely rocked it. I, you said you didn't go out and, uh, you know, I know it's Vegas, so you probably made the right choice. So how, how do you come down from, from something like that? I mean, because the crowd was absolutely electric. You guys could have played until three in the morning and nobody would have budged. Uh, well, people are starting to get a little tipsy, terribly over, but for the most part, people were, were there and, and enjoying it. Um, so when you come off stage, what do you, what's your normal routine after something like that? Well, you do, you, you know, you don't come down for a while. It's true. You're sort of high on life after a show. And, uh, I tend to go to the bus and make a drink, talk about what happened a little bit, chill out, see some people shake some hands. Um, but you don't really even like till the next day, cause you're always like thinking about, Oh, what a, that was a great gig. This happened, that happened. You're sort of playing it over in your mind. And even when you go to bed, sometimes you'll dream. <laughs> so it does, you don't, you don't come back down from, from a big show like that. Or at least I don't for, for like a day. So you guys went in there, you, you rocked it. It was Vegas. You didn't go out. <laughs> Nothing crazy happened in Vegas. Or at least so you're telling us, Paul, because the rumor is, is what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So I guess well, now <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to say anything else. Um, and, and, and that's okay. So, um, I know you guys aren't actively touring, but you do have, uh, Reggae Rise Up in Florida coming up, right? Another awesome event. Yeah, I can't wait. Next Saturday. All oh, right on. That'll be a fun reggae, reggae ride. It's, and it's a whole different sort of vibe, Florida vibe down there. And it's a little bigger, too. So it's even more crazy energy. But just doesn't have that Vegas party energy. But there's, there's something going on down there for sure. Absolutely. I've heard good things about that show. It's good. It's fun. And it's like a similar lineup. Um, the music's always great. But the, the crowds are... They're just as crazy down the floor. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> like our Vegas, you know? I believe it. It's just the a- the afterlife's not quite the right. same. The, the actual show itself is, is a similar vibe. Maybe people just get a little more sleep. Maybe. Maybe they get a little more sleep, <laughs> a little more sun, a little more beach. 
There we go. Yeah, there's there's only one Vegas, and uh, seeing you guys <laughs> up there on Saturday night, um, which was, you know, I know for myself and probably a lot of people, their first big show back. So uh, I can't thank you enough for rocking it. I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing a little bit about that experience. And, uh, Paul, we're 100% going to have you back on because uh, I want to get into all sorts of things. I'm a huge fan of Slightly Stupid and a huge fan of yours. And um, I've uh, I've become a big fan of, uh, of OGT. And I want to oh, talk wow. about all of that in long form wow. like we uh, like we usually do. So um, but right now, I, uh, I just want to thank you for coming on and talking to us a little reggae rise up in a and a little Las Vegas. The real reason why we're doing this, Paul, is uh, we're kind of rubbing it in for all the people that didn't go. That's uh, right. That are yeah. This. And for <laughs> and for all the people like me who are walking around broken hearted, missing it, we're all getting a chance to relive it one more time. So, uh, thank you for helping us out with that. Thanks for having me on. It was a, it was so a great much, event, and I'm glad you guys were there to enjoy it. Glad you had a fun time. You know, let's do it again. Yeah. Let's do it all again next year, as they say. Absolutely, <laughs> sounds good. Thanks all again, right. Paul. All right, thank you so much. All right, guys, you heard Kelly and I speak a little bit with Paul from Slightly Stupid. He told us a little bit about headlining Saturday night and what it was like to be back in Las Vegas. And I want to speak with one more performer that was out there, a guy that I got to spend a little time with, um, Johnny Groove from the band The Irie. Johnny, how you doing, man? Good, man. Thank you for uh, having me, man. Love the show and everything it is about. All right, so I got to ask, uh, Groove, that's like a social media last name, right? That's not like your shoot last name, is it? No, it's not, man. My la- Groove is like uh, from my last band, uh, the Vera Groove, and my uh, bass player, Corey Groove, who actually is uh, good friends with Kelly also. Um, he's like, I play bass. You know, I'm Corey Groove, the drummer, so Johnny Groove, drummer, yes. bass band. So I love it. Kinda, I love it. kind of kept it. So you guys, uh, you guys had an opportunity. I, I know you guys have been playing some shows, um, you know, around Arizona and around the area, but, um, Reggae Rise Up has to be your, your biggest show year to date at this point, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome, man. So what was it like to be out there? Now I got to say, uh, we, we just spoke, Kelly and I just spoke with Paul. We talked to him a little bit Saturday night. Stupid beat that audience up. I mean, that audience left there Saturday. They were hurting. Uh, you guys, you guys came in on Sunday and you were the ones that, that kind of got to get the crowd back up and going. Um, and I just kind of watched as everybody flocked over to you guys and it slowly started to fill in during your set. Um, what was it like to be back in a festival atmosphere and, and, and to see all of the people together? And I mean, it was a pretty impressive setup out there in Las Vegas. Dude, it was it was so impressive with the you know the reggae rise up crew, um, their hospitality to everyone being at the festival. Like the energy was just it was amazing on like all ends. And uh, for festival wise, that was actually our because the Irie we've only been a band for almost two years, so that was actually like our first festival ever playing. So it was awesome experience to like open up the main stage and you know play with everyone and meet everyone, hang out with the fans. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was an awesome day. The weather was incredible. You guys got to get out there. It was a stacked lineup. Um, I mean, there was just so many amazing acts both days. 
how does the Irie get picked? Do you remember how you guys got in there? Do you remember getting the phone call? What what was that like? Um, I'm not too sure. <laughs> Actually, it was we got put on like last minute. So, but when we did find out, we were all like, "For real?" Like, all right, we were stoked. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, Vegas. All right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's only like a four five hour drive away, so it's not bad. If, if we have to, so did did the three of you guys all drive up together? You guys carpool up? Yeah, man. We we, we just went up since everything was uh, backline. We went up in my little uh, my little Kia Soul, man. <laughs> don't don't Which start because of, I'll blow I'll blow your spot up, man. Because you were just telling us before we hit record, you're like, yeah, we were at the Cosmo the night before. We were up on the top floor. We had the Butler service, and uh, <laughs> so don't the, the Irie did it big in in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, the first ha- night. Yeah. Have you guys, uh, have you guys ever played Las Vegas before? No, that was all of our uh, first time ever playing it. And when uh, we loved it, like the fe- like I said, again, like the festival was like so well put together, uh, the staff, everything like it was, and then it was, and we ran into you and Kelly. That was amazing too. Um, and then, uh, yeah, dude, I couldn't really say like the energy was just amazing there. Yeah, it really was. It's like those festivals are, you know, I've said it before. If you've never had an opportunity to get out to one of those festival guys, you have to get out and see. It's just like one big family. Um, and yeah, it, it really was funny is. because you guys were up on stage and Kelly said, you know, I'd really like to get back there and, and talk to, talk to some of the acts, especially the Irie who's up right now. Um, you know, I love their, their drummer, Johnny, those guys, they're just good guys. And, um, but she was just so busy at the booth talking about the Noel family foundation and shaking hands and selling shirts. And I said, you know what? I'm going to fucking. So I went back there and I ran into you guys and, uh, you guys got to come out and, and see the tent and, and meet Kelly a little bit and, uh, kind of come out and mingle with the fans. Uh, and then, you know, I was, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to hang out in your little, your little green room area for a little bit and, and chat with some of the guys and, uh, Everybody was really, really enjoying themselves. I had a lot of fun with uh, with Marcus and, and Joe from Fayuka. The two of us sat back there and, and yucked it up for a little bit, and uh, it was just an amazing, uh, an amazing atmosphere with both the acts backstage and all of the fans up front. Um, it, it was just a, it was an amazing experience for myself. So I can't even imagine being able to get up there and, you know, dude, you open for the fucking Dirty Heads, man. Like that's that's pretty big. Yeah, man, that was that was awesome. Like all, all the bands, like um, on that stage and um, the other stage too, Pacific Dub, all those guys, Fortunate Youth, just to be on that same day festival, it was stacked, like you said, and it was uh, the biggest stage we've ever played. So we we're all like, oh, like it was like while we we're up there, like the sound is so in like full, like like with the big festival stage, the main stage. So it felt we've never like got to feel that before, and it was it was an awesome like experience, and we we're wanting more now <laughs> yes yeah i can i can only imagine now did you guys get to do anything fun las vegas i know that uh, i ran into you out on fremont you were thinking about doing the zip line the the slot zilla zip line down across fremont did you ever make it onto that did you guys do did you did you do anything vegasy um no yes and no i mean we kind of were just like walking around um yeah you just gotta go uh, we got in like late it. we got in late uh 
the night before and just kind of like chilled at the the Cosmo where we were staying at just to get rest before the show and then uh woke up put, opened the main stage and then watched the show and then we kind of like as we're in you were kind of like wandering around Fremont um I I played a little roulette and some craps and I guess that's kind of Vegasy, right? I'd say. Yeah, that's Vegasy enough, man. Okay, so I think that's like the most Vegasy thing we did. No one wanted to go on the zip line with me or do any rides, so I was like, oh, fine. Yeah, bunch of babies. Uh, I'll tell you, the last time we were in Vegas, right there on Fremont, um, Anna and I walked out of the hotel. And we were just kind of walking around a little bit and they were like shutting Fremont down. We're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like it's, and they were filming, um, a, a scene for the new CSI, which is what? CSI Las Vegas. Yeah. So we like got to sit there and like watch it all get done and redone and re it was, uh, so it was kind of cool. It sucked because like, you know, it really held up traffic, but we also got to see like a TV show get made. So, you know, that was, that was kind of Vegasy, but. We were uh, we were also pretty spent. We spent long days at the uh, at the booth and um, selling T-shirts and talking about the Knoll Family Foundation and just meeting people. So um, it was kind of neat though on Sunday to to be out on Fremont and just kind of walking. And uh, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, see all these people from the festival and all the different acts and everybody's out there just having a good time, trying to enjoy the the last night of Vegas. And then boom, there's there's the fucking Irie walking right down the middle of Fremont. Huge smiles on your faces. Uh, <laughs> you guys were you guys were having a, a good time. And I thought there's a couple guys that just rocked the stage, and now they're out just checking out Fremont. And uh, and the first thing he said to me is nobody's gonna get on the zip line. And I said, you know what, Johnny? Neither <laughs> am I. So don't. <laughs> Don't feel bad about that because I'm not fucking getting strapped into that thing either. You're crazy. I can't believe you wanted to go on that. But um, so what, what's uh, what's next for the IR? Do you guys have any uh, any shows booked coming up? Um. Yeah, we do. Uh, we're really working on our. Um, we just wrapped up our album, um, so now we're just working through all that those stages, which will be out uh, next year. Which so it's going to be actually our first album. Cause we don't, we only have uh, about uh, two singles out and uh, two EPs, but so we're stoked on our first album coming out. Um, and, uh, we do have an end of the year show here in Arizona, but it's not announced. I don't know if I can say it or not. Oh. I have no idea, but. All right. But. So, hey, guys, keep an eye out on the Irie. And we're going to have you, George, and Marcus back on. Kelly's a big fan. Uh, I really enjoyed your set. It really helped get my day going on, on Sunday, actually. And uh, so I think that you guys are going to be making a lot of noise in this scene for uh, for a long time coming. And we're going to get all three of you guys on, and we're going to kind of hear the story about how you guys cross paths. And uh, just watching you guys interact and watching you guys together, um, there's definitely a chemistry there with uh with you guys for sure so uh, i look yeah. forward to getting all of you guys back on and and kind of chatting about that so how long did it take because i i was just saying that it's it's been about a week and i still i miss vegas still did you guys have that little it's that's one of those places where whenever i leave it i'm like fuck i want to go back to vegas um, <laughs> did you did you have any of that or did you pretty yeah, much get so me and george uh singer we actually stayed an extra day <laughs> nice ourselves. yeah so uh i think we got a little bit of like we were like wanting to like you know experience vegas more and then we just like passed out early 
Yeah, that's usually what ends up happening. Big plans, and then they just don't. Well, that wind. There was that crazy wind on Monday um, when you were there. It was gnarly. We were like, we were fine, and then all of a sudden, like, we are like, oh, man, this is like Antarctica. Like, it was all nice, and like, you know, like, like 80, 90, and then I think it turned into like 50. I don't know. Yeah, it got it got cold and windy fast, and uh, we drove from Vegas back up to or over to Southern California. And on the ride there, the wind was just brutal, and we stopped somewhere to get something to eat and and use the restroom. And it was like fifty degrees and fifty mile an hour winds, and I was just like, "What the fuck? This is the West Coast isn't supposed to be like this." Yeah, See, I'm know, from right? I'm from Buffalo, New York, so I'm in Buffalo right now. It's already I got the oh, heat wow. on in my yeah. house already. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was not what it was supposed to be, but um, at least you guys. That was, the, you that wanna... was the next day, though. It was like it was planned out, you know, the higher power, whatever. Lady yeah, gods, like you know, they planned out for a beautiful weekend festival, and it happened. Oh my god, dude! If it didn't, our tent would have been in fucking Reno. Um, <laughs> that thing would have had complete liftoff and I don't know what would have happened. So yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. Hey, I'm happy you guys stayed an extra day and you had, you know, grand illusions of, uh, let me ask you a question while you were out on Fremont. Did you see the, did you see the guy playing Chucky? Did you get flipped off by Chucky at all? No. All right. Yeah. I told that story. Yeah. I told that story with Paul. Yeah. Yeah. There was a a Chucky sized, um, man. And he, he gave me the middle finger. We kind of had a little situation. I would have, I would have, I would have laughed. Yeah. You know, that was how my, that was how my Saturday started. Chucky gave me the finger. (laughs) That's when you know it's going to be a good day. Right. I'm like, dude, fuck me. Fuck you, man. It's 10 a.m. on (laughs) Fremont street. Don't come at me like that. Chucky. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it was cool, but yeah, it was great to, uh, it was great to see you guys out there. It was great to be able to meet you guys. And uh, I look forward to having all of you guys on the podcast. I know Kelly does as well. And, uh, I think that'll be a great episode. And like I said, it was, uh, it was just kind of cool to have you guys, uh, to see you guys out there on Sunday and then have you come back and be able to talk about it and, and relive it a little bit. And that was your first big festival. So, you know, and that yeah. was a, and that was a big fucking festival, man. That wasn't a little, I mean, that was, I was impressed by the size of, uh, uh, of the grounds and, and the bands and the stage. I mean, it was, it was an impressive, uh, an impressive set. Did you, um, so you guys didn't get to see anything on Saturday cause you came in. So you missed all of Saturday's action, huh? Yeah, we did. We did. Unfortunately. Yeah. That's all right. It was, uh, it was an amazing day, but, um, yeah, slightly stupid. They, they did the crowd, they they got the crowd going. And uh, like I said, as, as you guys were getting started on Sunday, I'm like, fuck man, there's like, people are coming in slow here. I feel bad for these guys because it was a little slow start, you know? Um, and, but you know, I I guess it's Saturday night in Vegas. Like, so you think about it, man, you guys had like one of the, you guys had one of the most important spots in the entire festival, right? Like you were the Sunday pick me up. Like everybody had a rough night on Saturday. Just everybody was coming in, travel, stupid, absolutely rocked the place, just took everything out of them. And then it was up to you guys to come and bring them back up. And you guys did just that. So uh, my hat is off to you guys. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Johnny, where can, uh, where can anybody that's listening to this? There's actually a, a, I don't know if you've seen it, but there's actually a couple of real good YouTube videos up from your set. Uh, I don't know if you guys have had an opportunity to check any of those out yet. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So anybody that's listening, if you weren't lucky enough to be there, that's why we're recapping it and talking a little bit about it with you. Uh, but you guys can go ahead and search on YouTube uh, and look up the Irie um, Las Vegas and you will find quite a few really good videos of uh, of you guys up there doing what you do. In the meantime, where can everybody, you guys have uh, social media, anything that you want to plug for people to check out? Yeah, man. Just that we've got our one main one. It's just the IrieBand.com. And that you can right. find everything on there. Awesome. Well, uh, guys, I certainly recommend checking them out. Check out those videos as well. Um, Johnny, George, and Marcus—they're just—they're uh, awesome guys, and they—they uh, they get, awesome, <laughs> get up there, do their fucking thing, man. So uh, it's one of those bands that you know, you guys. It's—I told Kelly actually, it's tough listening to you guys and not just kind of smiling and getting into a better mood. Like, uh, while your, while your set was going on, I, t- I told Kelly, I said, I dare somebody to be in a grumpy, too tired, too hungover, whatever it may be. Uh, it's impossible to be feeling that while these guys are up here doing this. So, um, <laughs> certainly, uh, certainly look forward to seeing more of you guys and getting all of you guys on the show and being able to talk about how the Irie got going and what's coming up next for you guys in long form. So Johnny, thank you so much for coming on and talking a little reggae rise up with us. And, uh, and hey man, thank you again. Dude, much love to you and Kelly and the family. Yeah, man, absolutely. We're going to get you guys back soon. All right, man. All right, Johnny. Well, Kelly, it's fun to hear uh, from some other people who were there in Las Vegas. And uh, I guess it must make me feel a little silly that Paul also didn't go out and play. And you didn't want to go out and play. And <laughs> else. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but I did, uh, I did get out a little bit. And uh, it was crazy to see. Um, Fremont Street on Saturday night and Sunday night and you see people walking around wearing the Bradley's House t-shirt or the Bradley's House hoodie or tank top um, that they just bought that day. Um, it, it was ridiculous how many friends I feel like we made over a two-day span being out there. I agree. This is the first time I've really seen a lot of people around an event. Um, even coming up to the booth for the first time already wearing a Bradley's house shirt or hat or hoodie. And it just, it was awesome for me. It was so great to, to meet so many people that I had talked with and, um, you know, face to face and, and there was so much support. It really, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was tiring and exhausting, but so totally worth it getting to connect with people. And we met so many great supporters and just had a lot of really great conversations. So it was, it was a fun weekend. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, pretty much right behind us in the little vendor spot, we had our friends over at Law Records. Um, yes. And uh, we met Waverly. She was there running the booth. But it was just so neat to see the people kind of bouncing back and forth between the two booths because either she told them about us after they saw the house that Bradley built compilation or people were at our booth and we were telling them, hey, you could pick up the compilation album right behind us here. Uh, that was uh, that was pretty neat to have that set up that way. Absolutely. And to have 
so many artists from the album playing the show. That was really fun too. And so even though I spent most of the time at the booth and didn't really get to wander out, I definitely got to hear everybody's sets and everyone sounded fantastic. And the crowd was having so much fun. Everybody, you know, was, was super into it. And it was, it was just really neat. It was kind of like a, a reunion of sorts getting, you know, just knowing all those people were there and, and having law there and sending people back and forth. Lots of fun. Now you did, you were at the booth all day, both days, uh, shaking hands and selling shirts and setting up merch and doing all the things. But, but in all fairness, uh, we did kind of get our own little personal show uh, in between sets because Gabo showed up and he brought his guitar and Joe was there and he had his flute piano and they <laughs> flute uh, piano. It was a flute. I don't guys, think that's really what it's called. Listen to me. I'm going to share this video in the Bradley's house group on Facebook. I will share the video and you tell me if Joe's not playing the flute piano. It was a, it was a piano. It had a mouthpiece set up. I'm pretty sure Joe will back me up on that. (laughs) But no, they sounded great. We were so fortunate to have Gabo and Joe from Fayuga there. And uh, yeah, in between sets, when things were a little bit quiet, they would make sure that it was not quiet at our booth and um, lots of fun. Uh, They always do such an amazing job, you know, getting people excited as they're walking by and into it. So that was really cool. Yeah, we got our own private show there. Yeah, and uh, our listeners might notice that my voice is still a little raspy, um, and sure, a little bit of of talking. Yeah, a little bit of that is Vegas, but most of that is uh, being able to talk to so many people. And um, again, it was crazy to have people that uh, say, "Oh, yeah, we're podcast listeners," or uh, you know, "Yeah, we've donated to the fact we bought the album. I've already got the socks." It's just, it's so great to be able to get out there and and talk to people. And I know that uh, for the foundation, this was something that you guys were were doing quite a bit before the podcast got rolling here, and then. COVID really kind of shut that down. So for the last almost two years, the Noel Family Foundation hasn't really been able to get out there and get into the community. So this was really the first event uh, for the foundation in, I don't know, like 16 months, right? Easily. Yeah. Since February of 2020. So it was definitely great to be out there. And um, and I was so grateful for my Savage CBD balm. I'm telling you, standing on my feet two days straight things were a little sore. I'm not getting any younger. So I was really glad that we brought that stuff along. We're so grateful for Savage sending us some stuff to try. It was perfect timing. Yeah, that, uh, that worked out well. And, uh, I'm, I'm happy that we had that as well. So, um, you know, quick cheap plug yes of course it is but we we were really <laughs> using true. it, and it yeah and it's true so uh savagecbd.com use code brad30 and save 30 percent off your first purchase so uh yeah las vegas was a a lot of fun it was great to be able to get out there there's a lot of great vendors uh, a lot of great food um guys anytime that there is an opportunity for you to get out to one of these festivals that has got a bunch of bands that you like 
I recommend you go do it. It is a, uh, it is a lot of fun. And the atmosphere was, uh, it, it really is different than any other kind of festival or big concert type event I've been to within this community. Everybody really considers each other family in there. Um, yeah. I don't know if I've ever been to a two day festival where I haven't seen fights and some sort of craziness. And I didn't see anything like that at all. So, um, the crowd was certainly a good in the crowd. Right yeah it was uh it was awesome and uh and hopefully we'll be able to get out to some some more events coming up here so yes looking um, forward to it i'm yeah. hoping we can get into uh cali vibes in february so that'll be great looks like a good show they just made the announcement on that um so yeah hopefully that'll be our next big show i'm like so hype about cali vibes yeah right? that That's lineup is amazing the lineup is amazing. And for me, I know this is going to sound crazy, but obviously I love reggae music, but an opportunity to see the Wu-Tang Clan is like, I don't know if you know this or not, Kelly, but the Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> right? So it's been said, Jared. Right. It's been said. <laughs> yeah. So um, as much as I love all of the bands, the lineup is just stacked. I mean, the really Marley is. Boys, and you, yeah. you guys have seen the the poster shared a million times. But uh, for me, I see that Wu Tang, and it's uh, it's just sticking out like a sore thumb. Especially since I just got done watching the Wu Tang Saga on Hulu. Um, there you go. Which Another was, uh, which was awesome. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm excited. To, except for they're not paying us. So, no, they're not. Uh, so Hulu, yeah. if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, let us know. Yeah, it's Bradley's House Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, now, for everybody who wasn't able to make it to Reggae Rise Up, uh, you guys can visit the NoelFamilyFoundation.org. Um, check out the merch and stuff that's available. Um, of course, we have those pictures, um, Kelly, some just amazing prints uh, from sublime photographer Josh Kaufman. Uh, I shouldn't say sublime photographer, but Josh was well known to be around uh, Brad and the Boy and he's got some iconic photos of them uh, and we have some of those and they are numbered and signed by Josh, signed by Jacob and signed by your dad uh, and those are just uh, amazing pieces to, to uh, they really draw, they were drawing people right over uh, yeah. to the booth so you can check those them out then. Only a few left though so hopefully by the time this, <laughs> this podcast yeah. airs there'll be some uh... Yeah, well, guess what? And everybody hopes that they sell out. So get on there and, and help yes. us sell them out. Um, and uh, some some pins, guys. If you're a pin collector or if you're thinking about becoming a pin collector or if you're not a pin collector, you should look into pin collecting. Um, and there are some awesome pins that are available uh, all at the NoelFamilyFoundation.org. And, of course, Anna will be nice enough to put the link tree. It'll be right there in the description of the show. Um, so just scroll down a little bit and click on the link tree and that will get you to everything Noel Family Foundation related. Um, to everybody that was out in Las Vegas uh, that stopped by and said hello, thank you so much. It was uh, it was really a lot of fun meeting everybody and yes. um, people were just like, yeah, we would we would like to help. So uh, they did because we, yes. we left we left light on on shirts and hoodies and, Sold and everything almost everything else. it was amazing yeah i tried to sell part of the tent you didn't let me but I know. Um, <laughs> that's for another that's for another time so um 
yeah, guys, it was uh, it was really cool. We hope that uh, we hope that everyone that was there enjoyed it. We hope that all the people that weren't there got to hear a little bit about what this event is like, and uh, you'll consider joining some of them in the future. Like hopefully, Cali vibes where we're gonna be, Kelly. Maybe hopefully, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, we might know somebody, right? <laughs> Gotta think. Inquiries have been made. <laughs> gotta think. Gotta think. At this point, we might know a person or two. I feel like um, we should. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cali Vibes is is in the future. So, um, as everybody is hearing this, um, it will be uh, Wednesday. So it, it'll be a little bit longer from Las Vegas. So hopefully, my Las Vegas, and I don't want to say hangover because that's not the the right no. term, but it 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 is like a this missing like i just miss las vegas it was warm and it was sunny and there's bright lights and buffalo doesn't have any of that shit none of it so (laughs) not um, even electricity apparently yeah yeah it's uh it's yeah we don't even have internet here there's nothing (laughs) even going on here it's i don't even know where i am i somehow i somehow i left las vegas and i ended up in 1933 so Uh, well, clearly the city of Buffalo is not going to be a sponsor. So. The tourism board can't be any very happy with us right now. I could be forced to change my opinion if given the <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, no, it was, uh, it was great, but I do miss Las Vegas and I am looking forward to Cali vibes. Hopefully we get a chance to get in there. So, um, guys, you can check out the Bradley's house group, uh, on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to post some uh, some videos that I took, got some amazing videos of uh, Slightly Stupid uh, and, of course, uh, Gabo and Joe. Um, so if you guys want to check out some of the cool stuff that was going in Las Vegas, I will sh- go ahead and share some of those uh, mementos with you guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us once again. Make sure to go ahead and click that five stars. It means a lot. Even if we didn't earn it today, we will probably earn it in the future, maybe. Um, but just click it anyway. Uh, and go ahead and leave your comments, guys. We hear everything. If you have an upcoming event uh, or product that you would like to have uh, featured on Bradley's House Podcast, uh, you can go ahead and reach us at Bradley's House Podcast at gmail.com. I am Jared Orr, she is Kelly Noel, and we are out of time. Doesn't mean that you guys have to go home, but you got to leave Bradley's house.
Cause I'm the type of lover with that sensitivity When she kiss my neck and she tickle me fancy She give me right kind of loving on Sunday morning En el otro lado es donde viví Con mi hijita que se llama Mixi Su hermana si me quiere Y ahorita tenemos un bebé Sus padres, sus tíos me trataron matar But they did not get too far Un poco después tuve que regresar Con un chingo de dinero cause you know I'm a star Yo fui a Costa Rica para tomar y surfear Platicaba con la raza cause they know who we are Si no te di yo cuenta then I guess you never will You must be a muñeca if you still stand in snow every bound mm. And a girl caressed me down mm. And I start loving the sun and I went mm. Levanta, tienes que bailar Because, mmm, you're gonna caress me down Mmm, and that's just love 